Alright, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow trash talkers. Whatever time you are tuning in, I'm glad to have you on board once again. You're listening to Trash Talk with D Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork. It is Monday, the 26th of February 2024. This is episode number 21 of our NBA pod. Yep, no uh, no lightning strikes this time uh, in the Sydney area, but the cream is definitely rising to the top when it comes to the NBA season. We're going to run through our best of the best over the last few days for the NBA as long as our time to take out the trash. We'll also hit on our question time at Trash Talk with D Bork there on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks for sending those through. We'll also run through some best bets for tomorrow as well as our domestic competition, the NBL. Yep, we're going to start with that actually. Uh, the NBL has its playing tournament coming up on Wednesday and things get started with the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers up against the Illawarra Hawks, third up against fourth. We're going to run through both of these matches. The Sydney Kings also go head-to-head against the New Zealand Breakers, fifth up against sixth. But let's go back to Tassie Illawarra first. So Tassie entered the league, for those who don't really follow along, I guess, with the NBL, they entered the league in 2021-22 season. So they've only been in the league for three years. They've made the final three times. Uh, they finished fourth in their very first season. They went on to knock off Melbourne United on the route to uh, an NBL grand final debut, which was really was a, a fairy tale season for them. And when you think about a lot of kind of somewhat expansion teams, it's a, it's very hard for for them to kind of hit the go button straight away. But they have done just that for three years straight. They're an incredibly run organization and well-coached team with an import guard in Milton Doyle, who's an absolute superstar. So they are going to be a team to watch this final series. In the third versus fourth matchup, it is a uh, second chance. The loser does play the winner of the fifth versus sixth battle. And for Illawarra to get there and finish fourth on the season, a phenomenal, phenomenal run from them. They change coaches kind of midway midway through the year, coached by none other than uh, Jason Tatum's dad. <laughs> Justin Tatum, He's he's been phenomenal for the Illawarra Hawks this year. They've played very, very hard for him. They've... They've got an import trio who's who's played incredibly well, led by former Orlando Magic player Gary Clark. They're just they're very very good. Tyler Harvey's been here for for many many moons. Uh, they they brought Mr. Robinson back this season. Their import point guard who played at Virginia Tech, he went down injured to start last season. Brought him back in, and they they play a very very good brand of basketball. They kind of completely changed the way they've gone, playing a lot better defensively. The Tatum as their coach this season, but they can also definitely put some points up on the board. So, yeah, I'd be looking for some points to be scored in this battle between Tassie and Illawarra, but I think Tassie are going to be too good. But before we ruin any kind of best bets, we'll run through those a bit later. And Sydney up against New Zealand, like we said, fifth up against sixth. Loser is out, so elimination final there. The Kings are back-to-back champions. They've kind of had a, a bit of an average average season, but they've, they're have they coming in a little bit hot, I guess. They destroyed Southeast Melbourne by 40 or 50. It was, yeah, dreadful from Southeast. They, they had every player out on their roster, just about. And New Zealand kind of come into this match very injury-riddled themselves, really. Lost Anthony Lamb. Now they're without, I guess, Australian point guard, Will McDowell-White. 
So, yeah, they're going to do things pretty tough, I think, against the Sydney Kings on Wednesday night. So, yeah, that'll be it'll be, it'll be be a fun one to watch for sure. Could be Thomas Abercrombie's last game. For those who don't know Thomas, he is a, a Kiwi basketball legend just about. Someone who I kind of penciled in to, to play some NBA basketball in his younger years in the NBL. He's an incredible athlete. Dunked on Jaron Jackson Jr. Do yourself a favour and, and check that one out when the NBL teams faced off against the NBA mob in the preseason tournament. So... Have a look at that. It'll, it'll be good to watch, but I think the Kings are going to be too good there. Anyway, that is NBL chat done. We'll hit on a, a little bit more in our, in our best best. We'll try to find some winners for the Wednesday finals there. Uh, let's get back to the NBA. We'll run through our best of the best over the last few days, and how can we not start with the best team in the NBA, the Boston Celtics? Uh, they went 2-0 pretty much over the last... Last three days, uh, 129 to 112 at Chicago, then 116 to 102 at New York. Yesterday, they played a very, very good brand of basketball there. They're, they're so good to watch. Jalen Brown was was huge in both outings. He went for 21-5-5 and against the Chicago Bulls, then followed that up with an incredible first half more than anything else. He had 38-3 and in that one at the Garden. But it just seems like any given night, this Boston Celtics team just has anyone that can stand up and just dominate a game, whether it's Derek White, whether it's Drew Holiday or Porzingis. Like it, it, it doesn't always just have to be Jason Tatum to, to do things, and Jalen Brown's obviously an all-star himself, but I think a lot of people feel like it's got to be Tatum to win this team an NBA title, but they're just so well-rounded. They, they've got the best starting lineup in the league by a very, very long way, and as long as this team is healthy, they will walk into the NBA Finals. I mean that with all due respect to the Milwaukee Bucks or, or Cleveland or the Knicks or whatever. Yes, they might get a game or two or, or three off the Boston Celtics, but it's going to be very hard to beat this team in a seven-game series. A lot's going to have to go wrong for Boston. They would they would have to collapse, and I know they've done it in, in years past, but some people say you've got to lose a couple before you win one, and it almost feels like this team is destined to win an NBA title this year. It really does. One team that has come a very, very, very long way this season, again, quicker than we thought, was the Oklahoma City Thunder. What a week for them. 129 to 107 demolition job against the LA Clippers at home. That was so impressive. 147 to 106 against the Washington Wizards. They are dreadful. And 123 to 110 today at the Houston Rockets. Houston are a very, very tough team to beat at home. And and I guess OKC really kind of pulled away late. In that one, they really did. They played some played a played them pretty tight in the first half, the Houston Rockets. But in the end, just too much quality from from OKC. And if you look at Shea Gilgis Alexander's week, and there's a reason why he is top two in MVP betting, and should have his name called. To be honest with you, he's playing so well. But the guy in front of him is, is going to be pretty tough to beat. Shea went for 31 and nine against the Clippers. He had 30 and nine against the Washington Wizards. Then finished today going 36 and seven. His teammate, someone who is probably going to be extremely unlucky not to win Rookie of the Year this year. This, I guess this is how good Victor the Inflictor Wembenyana is playing. But Chet went for 17 and 10 against the Clips. 25 and 10 against the Wizards. Then today he went 29, 8 and 7. Like he, he's got to get his name back in this Rookie of the Year conversation because right now you can get pretty much plus 500 or plus 600 about him winning the Rookie of the Year, six bucks or seven bucks. I mean, it's it seems nice, especially for you know a team that may very well get a few awards on awards night. You know, Shea Shea should have his name called for the MVP. It's going to be tough, obviously, with Jokic, but he's definitely going to contend for that. 
then you know you got Chet for a, a rookie of the year chance, and then their coach Mark Dagnall for for coach of the year. So yeah, they they're gonna be they they could be busy. Jalen Williams is also every chance of winning most improved as well. They're they're such a good team. They really really are. And this championship window is staying so wide open. And for a team who also has a lot of draft assets to kind of work with as well, yeah, I think this window is going to be open for a very long time. So even if they, I guess, somewhat don't win the NBA title this year because, you know, they, they might stumble a little bit in the playoffs just given that, you know, they're inexperienced, it's it's not going to take long for, for the Oklahoma City Thunder to win an NBA title as long as they can keep these young pieces together. And I think they will because they're playing such a, a great brand of basketball to watch. And you can still get about plus 2600 or 26 bucks for this team to win the NBA title, potentially win the West. I know they're going to have to do it tough just given how how deep the Western Conference is, but they are yeah, they're tied for first in the West for a reason. It's no fluke. They're a good team. They really are. They need to start getting some respect in the market. Or go out and grab it now if you think they can. <laughs> go out and win an NBA title or a Western Conference. One team who will be chasing them is in the same division. They're only about a game and a half behind the reigning champion, Denver Nuggets. 130 to 110 against the Washington Wizards. 127 to 112 at Portland. Then today, 119 to 103 at Golden State. Big time win for them there. It's huge. The guy who is the MVP favorite right now, and and I guess probably for good reason. (laughs) I think we're being spoiled. His week went a little like this. 21, 19, and 15 against the Wizards. 29, 15, and 14 against the Portland Trailblazers. And today, 32, 16, and 16 against the Golden State Warriors. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Three straight triple doubles and doing it with absolute ease and making it just look, yeah, like we said, easy. 18 triple doubles for the season, fourth most all-time, and now passes LeBron James on that all-time list. The funny thing about that is that it took him 1,034 less games to get to that mark ahead of LeBron James. Obviously, the game is played at a different pace and numbers now whatnot, but you can't take anything away from Nikola Jokic and what he's doing to the game of basketball because he makes it look very, very easy. He is a minus 125 fave to win the MVP or about $1.75, $1.80 to win that. I guess for good reason, but with who we just talked about before, with Shea Gilgis-Alexander having such a good year, you can still get about plus 200 or 3 bucks for him to win the MVP. And there's a chance that if they finish ahead of the Denver Nuggets in the regular season standings, he, he's got to be heavy, heavy, heavy in that conversation because there is a reason why the Oklahoma City Thunder are first, or tied for first at least in the West right now with the Minnesota Timberwolves who are also playing good basketball, and it's Shea. I know their team's great, obviously with you know their young team, Jalen Williams and Chet Holmgren, Giddy and whatnot, but no Shea, no OKC right now. It's kind of similar to Denver, I guess, if you take away Nikola Jokic. But they'd still have Jamal Murray to, to kind of get him some wins. But I kind of feel that you're not going to get those wins taking Shea away from an incredibly young team in the Oklahoma City Thunder. He is phenomenal for them this year. He really is. It's going to be a, an incredible MVP race. It's going to be a, a, an amazing, I guess, race for, for seedings out west because those... Three or four teams right now, kind of similar to what we mentioned in our last episode with Minnesota, OKC, Denver, and the and the Clippers. It's going to be a tight race for, for that top four, and it's going to be flip-flopping around a lot because there's only a couple of games that separate the four of them, so it's going to be a great finish. A special mention 
in our best of the best for this week. I want to, I want to give it to the Charlotte Hornets. Yep, I know they've only won 15 or 16 games, whatever it is this year, but there's so many bad teams in the league, and they were 100% one of them, obviously still are, but they've won five out of their last six games, and Brandon Miller has been phenomenal for them. There's all this talk about, you know, Chet and Wemby, fair enough. They're obviously the clear best two rookies in the class. But in his last 10, he's gone out and averaging 21.5 and 4.5, and, and he's a big reason why this team is winning games late in the season. And credit where credit is due, because especially when it gets later in the season and teams are down the bottom and there's a lot of, we'll rest our guys because we just want to get a good draft pick and whatnot. They're already young enough as it is. so And they, they know they're going to be picking, you know, around top five, top six in the draft anyway. So you may as well go out and develop these guys, let Brandon Miller go hard, Bridges and whatnot, and just let them play. They're competing incredibly hard. Picked up Grant Williams in that trade, Seth Curry, you know, veteran kind of guys who are going to help a young team out. Yes, they're not going to make the play-in or playoffs or anything like that, but they're playing good basketball. Went out and won today at Portland as well. So, yeah, I'll tip my cap. To the Charlotte Hornets, and I know we got a big fan of them. Uh, Albatross Barbecue loves his Charlotte Hornets, so well played there, well played. That is our best of the best done for the week, though. Why don't we take out some trash, and as always, there's some very, very bad basketball teams in the NBA right now. All right. Yep, truck's here. Let's do it. All right, well, seemingly it's a race to 10 wins. Yep, it's been a short week, obviously. It's only been a couple of couple of days since our last episode. So we're going to do this race to 10. I know there's, you know there's a few bet types out there in the first quarter, race to 10 points and whatnot. We're going to do a race to 10 wins. Detroit right now are 8 and 48. The Washington Wizards are 9 and 48. Who's going to get to 10 wins first? Well, Washington's next three games play the Golden State Warriors at home, then travel and do the LA double, the Lakers and the Clippers. Detroit, travel to New York, play the Knicks, then travel to Chicago, then play the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm looking at 0-6 right there. It's hard to see either team reaching 10 wins uh, to finish off this week. Washington have already lost 11 games in a row. We've talked about that streak. I mean, Detroit had a very, very big one to start the year. Uh, So that could take them to 14. And Detroit currently have lost five straight. That would take theirs to eight. Oh, I mean, Jordan Poole got benched. He's now no longer in their starting lineup. Played in good basketball over the last couple of games, I'll give him that. Maybe that's his role, and it always has been his role. It was perfect for him at Golden State. He just needed to shut his mouth and know that you were playing behind the likes of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Yeah, I know Draymond punched you, but... <laughs> it... It set him up for failure moving to Washington with all due respect. I know he got paid and he's been given a chance, but you're playing on a dreadful basketball team right now and you're not playing well, so your next contract is not going to be good. You had the opportunity to play under arguably the greatest point guard of all time and you wanted to run your mouth because you had a good NBA final series. Silly. It is. But anyway, like I said, small trash section this week, just given a small sample size. We'll be... Back again later in the week to see what see what we got and see how two of those teams are doing, if they've reached 10 or not. <laughs> Why don't we check out our socials now? At Trash Talk with D-Balk there on Insta and TikTok. We had a couple of questions this week. Uh, what do we got? Let's go to at Evans 44 big Philadelphia 76ers fan himself. What are your thoughts on the sixth man of the year? 
I see it as a three-horse race right now. Kind of does say that in uh, betting terms anyway, but I'm not a, really a fan of the third favourite, which is Normie Powell of the Clippers. I just think he gets a lot of stats kind of taken away from him with their heavy guard play. So favourite and probably odds-on favourite right now is Malik Monk. You can get about minus 115 or a dollar for 85 about him playing for a very good Sacramento Kings basketball team. I'm huge on them. I really am. He's averaging 15.2, 2.8, and 5.2 assists. He's playing some very, very good basketball, leading their second unit very, very well. Then I probably have Tim Hardaway, second favorite, which he, which he is. You can get about plus 200 or three bucks about him. He has somewhat dropped off of late. Sorry, it's plus three fifty or four dollars fifty about him. He's yeah, he's dropped off a little bit of late. I think especially bringing Kyrie Irving back into the lineup as well has somewhat hindered him a little bit. But he is getting some open looks. He's just not really knocking them down. But his numbers are good on the year, averaging just over seventeen points, three point six rebs, and just under two assists a night. But the one guy that I am pretty high on, and I'm not putting a line through him, especially if they finish the season well, is Karis LeVert. Now, LeVert's averaging 14, 3.6 reps, and just under 4.5 assists a night. This is a team who's currently second in the East, and if they can finish with that two seed and his numbers creep up just a little bit, it's going to be hard to, to go against him to win that six-man year, especially with how many injuries that Cavs team has had. He's been very, very, very good for them. He has. You know, if, if Mitchell or or Garland miss a little bit of time towards the end of the season and Levert continues to come off the bench and obviously play good minutes, then those numbers are going to go up. So I think he's every possible chance. You get plus 1700 or seven, 17 bucks about him to win the six-man of the year. But yeah, it, it, it's a three-horse race. Monk is the deserved favorite right now, especially for a SAC team who they're competing for for a playoff spot to get out of that playing competition. And it's going to be Malik Monk's going to be a big reason for that outside of obviously De'Aaron Fox and DeMarcus Sabonis. So yeah, I'd probably be going him and then I'd be leaning towards Karis LeVert. Seeing if they if they can finish with that two seed, then yeah, I'd be going towards him. Thank you for your question there, Nicholas. Good luck to the 76ers for the rest of the season. They are in trouble. <laughs> Last but not least, at Kate Winnie. Winnie, what do you got? Uh, do you think Brooklyn made the right decision in firing head coach Jacques Vaughn? And, two-part question, what are your thoughts on Ben Simmons for the rest of the season? Does he play for the Boomers? I hated the decision to sack Jacques Vaughn. I really did. I know they're 21 and 35. They're probably a little bit better than that, but realistically, they're not. If you look at the, I guess, talent that they got on their roster, you know, with Mikael Bridges is, is very good, but at the end of the day, he's a very good role player. And I think he played very well towards the back end of last season, just given he had a fluorescent green light after he left Phoenix to, to be the guy in Brooklyn. But if you look at this season, a lot of people have time to prepare for stuff like that now. There's more tape on Mikel Bridges, so he's a lot easier to easy to guard as well. Like he's playing good, but he's not. He's clearly not a number one guy. He's a perfect two or three piece. And then you know you look at Cam Johnson, great shooter, but at the end of the day, he's just a, he's a role playing shooter. Cam Thomas, same deal, microwave. But this this isn't a team who could you know compete for a title they, they they'd compete for a playing spot you know they're two and a half three games back now of 
that 10th position, so you're still a chance of doing that, but I think you're now no longer a chance given that you're going to sack Jacques Vaughn. I understand they got belted the other day by Boston. That's probably unlike them. But at the same time, Boston are 30 or 40 points better than them. Maybe not 50, but <laughs> they really are. If they put, if they put the foot to their battle, like, it's as simple as that. Set up, he's pretty much set up for failure. He's led by an incompetent front office who has made constant bad decisions. You know, you traded away James Harden for Ben Simmons thinking Ben Simmons was going to be a guy. He's barely played. You know, in his last 10, he's averaging 5.5, 5.7, and 4.6 in 19 minutes a night. This is a guy who was the number one pick in 2016. Guess how many threes he's attempted this year? Zero. Still. After all the offseason, we see it all. Oh, Ben's doing this in the offseason. No, it, it's still the same same shit. So Paul Jacques Vaughan's got to coach literally a bunch of role players to try and make the play-in because they're a play-in team at best, and then you're going to fire him. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. They played super hard for this guy in the bubble. They played hard enough for him towards the back end of last season with a, with a makeshift roster. You've got to give him time. If he misses the playoffs this year, so be it. You're not a good enough team. You're not. Sean Marks needs to be better. They've had 10 head coaches in 12 years. That's not it. And if, if you look at their counterparts, they're obviously not a whole lot better with the Knicks, but they've only had, you know, seven. You've got to give your coach time. Especially when you know that you can't win an NBA title. You're not going to win. Have a three-year plan at the very least. Give him that. If they continue to go backwards, fair enough, you're out the door, but... This is just, it's just a bad decision. It is. There's been a couple of bad coaching firings this year. You know that with with Adrian Griffin gone in, in Milwaukee. Same deal. Like, Doc Rivers could look like an absolute superstar if they end up winning an NBA title. But at the end of the day, Adrian Griffin would have done the same thing with that roster. It's trash. It is. I hate it. I hate this firing because I think Jacques Vaughn is a very, very good basketball coach. And he's going to be an assistant coach somewhere else next season for sure. He will. To eventually, I don't think he's done being a head coach in the league. But, you know, goalposts need to change when it comes to coaching probably below average teams, with all due respect to Brooklyn. They're not good enough. And if we, in your two-part question with Ben Simmons, how we think of him for the rest of the season, maybe you should take a chance. (laughs) Show that you can shoot the ball. Show you can do something. These numbers are garbage. They are. This guy was the number one pick in 2016. I know that was you know seven or eight years ago now, but he was nabbed as the next LeBron James or whatever, as was Zion. Hasn't worked out. It hasn't. Those numbers need to creep up if he thinks he's just going to be an automatic selection in the Boomers team. I'm just going to say it. He's, he's openly said that he wants to play in the Olympics, but he's also openly said that for about the last five or six years. So I'll see it when I believe it. One of those kind of things with Ben, but... To be honest with you, when you look at his numbers like that, is he going to be dearly missed at the Olympics? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Play him as a four or a five. He wouldn't He wouldn't be taking Josh Giddy or Paddy Mills' spot. I'll give you the tip for that. But thank you for sending that through, Kate and Nicholas. As always, question time there. Reach into my show socials at Trash Talk with D-Bork there for those. We'll be back again for more question time on Friday's pod as long as this move all goes well. <laughs> as we mentioned before, we're going to have some best bets for NBL basketball. We'll also find something for the NBA tomorrow in what arguably is 
the match of the day in a, in a four-team pool. So let's call up Jerry. See what we got. We're very unlucky yesterday with Bogdanovich. I just didn't shoot it all that well. He's 15 plus points, let us down there in in the garden. So we're going to go to Toronto, Indiana. Uh, yep, Pascal Siakam going back. Oh, I guess they're, they're playing in Indy, but playing against his former team. We're going to have a little three-leg player prop parlay there for that. You just go with Scotty Barnes, 20-plus points, as well as 6-plus rebounds for Scotty. I've been a huge fan of him this season. He's played some very, very good basketball. And we will have Pascal Siakam to also have 20-plus points. You can get plus 220 or $3.20 about that. Every chance we potentially add the over 245.5 there, as well as long as Indiana are playing everyone. They're on a back-to-back, so... We'll see if Tyrese Halliburton is good to go there, especially coming off injury. We'll be adding that in if they are a go. For the NBL, on Wednesday, two bets in the Tassie-Illawarra game. We're going to take Tassie minus 4.5 as well as the over 176.5 total points. The Sydney Kings game, yep, you guessed it. Sydney minus 4.5 and the over 182.5 there. So enjoy. Plenty of basketball coming up for the rest of the week. I'll be back again on Friday. Like we said for that, keep those questions coming through for Friday's episode. There's plenty, plenty, plenty of good basketball to come. This last month and a half is going to be exciting. This has been Trash Talk with D-Bork. I'm out of here. I hope you all have an amazing start to the week.